0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Hopeful Center, the Michael Elbert podcast. I'm Michael Elbert and um, today we're going to talk about when peace is threatened. So someone asked me recently why did I make this podcast um, and I just want to once again address that a little bit. So really I want to share what I have found in my faith with other people. So I thought that a podcast would be a good way to do that. Sometimes conversations are a good way to do that, um, but I thought that this would just kind of give me a little bit of a platform to discuss some things. Kind of, it also kind of helps me along the way to organize my thoughts, and I've I've learned stuff along the way just doing the first couple episodes. Uh, I would hope that this podcast this week. Ends up a little bit closer to 10 minutes instead of 34 minutes like it, like it did last week. Probably try to stay toward 10 to 20 minutes each week. Um, just to give you something to listen to while you're driving, while you're drinking coffee. Yeah, this week I'm going to talk about when peace is threatened. And I said I want I want to help souls find peace. I don't know if I said it exactly like that, but that is what I want for you is to find peace the way that I've found peace in Jesus and in my Catholic faith. And hopefully every week I can give you something that you can hold on to or something that you can utilize in your life so that you can get closer to this peace. And so I want to talk about when peace is threatened. So I, I'm i a middle school cross-country coach, which is crazy and people who have seen the kids that I coach can attest sometimes they just say really interesting things but um, I was at practice the other day and we were just driving through town as the kids were running and we stopped at the bike trail that they were they were running on so we we get them going sometimes I run with them sometimes we just drive through town and they were all going along and. We were cheering them on, telling them to stay to the left side of the road. They were not. And there were these people on these bikes. And these were very interesting, like kind of weird bikes. They kind of looked like motorcycles, but they were pedaling them. And I have to be careful about how I tell this story because I don't want it to cause me to lose my peace. But these people came up and... They, they didn't really say hi to us, and there was a stop sign right where we were because they were, had to cross the road. And this man didn't really say anything to us, and he kept going. But then the woman stopped, and she said something along the lines of, Are these kids going to be out here every day? And we're like, Yeah. Yep, they're the cross-country team. And she said, Well, it makes it pretty hard to use the trail. Now, stop at that point. Immediately, you can imagine the flood of things that came into each of the three coaches' heads, including myself, that we could have said. Thanks be to God that we did not say any of those things, but we could have come back with something pretty snappy. And I I imagine you could as well, as you're thinking about this, if someone said something that sharp to you. And so... I could have let it take my piece. I could have, um, I could have snapped back at her. That's that's kind of the first thing that I was thinking about in my list of options of what I could do. I could have said, well, this trail is for middle schoolers, and it's more important that they have it. Well, it's more important that they have it for their cross country practice. I could have said something like that. Um, I could have waited till she left and then kind of gossiped with the with the other coaches trying to kind of tear her down. This person who I've only had one experience with in my whole life, I could have, the only experience I ever had was just trying to rip her down. Or I could have just let it fester. I could have not said anything to her, not said anything to the coaches, and just let it eat me alive and think, why did she have to say that and think a bunch of really hateful things? So those are my three bad options. Someone told me that there is so much in our life in our lives that really isn't worth over like having a reaction about. It's not worth freaking out about, but we freak out about so much stuff that really doesn't matter like that sort of occurrence. And obviously I've been thinking about it cuz I've been preparing this, but there's there's just so much that we really could just let go and we would be fine. Now, if we, all we do is sit with it. So my third option was to let it fester and not say anything to her or to the coaches and just let it fester. Now that is maybe the best choice that I've given so far. However, if I do that, then that sort of stuff is going to build up and build up and build up and eventually I'm going to punch someone or something. So it's important that you don't just sit on it and let it eat you alive because that's not healthy. Any psychologist is going to tell you that. So what I was thinking about in terms of positive ways I could have responded, all of them have to do with kind of offering it up so you may have heard that before you can offer up your suffering you can offer up different things to God and I think that God really calls us to offer these sorts of things to him now that can take a lot of forms so the first thing that I was thinking about is I could empathize with her I could think well I haven't had the same experiences that this woman has had so who am I to judge her and to think like maybe she's having a really tough day. I have no idea what's happening in her life. so a positive way you could respond is to empathize know, yeah and to realize that you don't know what her past is and so that's that's getting a little bit more positive that way it's not going to eat at me, which is what we what I do all the time and probably what you do too. And then, Even higher than that. So this is probably the max of what you could do. The best thing that I think that you could do in any situation is to pray. And so I could pray for her. I could take a moment, maybe walk away from the other coaches and just think, God, that woman is obviously having some trouble. Can you be with her? Can you bless her and show her that you love her? And so there's tons of these moments that happen to me every single day, and probably tons of these moments that happen to you every single day. So my, what I'm asking you to do is to notice these, as I've been trying to do the last week. I've been trying to notice when they're happening and to notice also my reaction and to think of how I could have reacted better. If I didn't reach that stage of praying for that person, then... I definitely could have reacted better because the best thing we can do in any moment is pray. So there are other times when my peace is threatened. Um, One thing that I jotted down was when students insult me as a teacher, I, I have all these different levels of reactions and sometimes they really get to me. And sometimes I let it ruminate for a long time. Just thinking that was just so uncharitable that, thing that that kids just said to me. Um, sometimes when, when other people, maybe when adults talk down to me, that's another place where my peace is threatened. So it's threatening to, to take the peace that I have. I'm going about my day and having hopefully at least a decent day and being at peace, knowing that God loves me. There are times when, um, other, other times when my peace is threatened or when people talk down to me, sometimes sometimes my peace is threatened the most when I'm at the bar and I try to order a drink and someone says, I'm going to need to see an ID for sure because you look like you're 14. Not cool, by the way, to say that, um, but that's something that I let eat at me and where I can where I could pray for that person. They're not even intending it as an insult, but it still is a threat and it's a threat to my peace. So um yeah, there was another specific story was I was riding on the way to a cross country meet. It always has to do with cross country, but I was on my way to a meet and I was we were on the highway and I was going like 75 or whatever in this car. And I were approaching a semi and I was in the right hand lane and we just keep going and going and going. And I've got my left hand blinker on and this person never lets me over. And so I, I realized that they're not going to let me over and that they're going to pass me. And so, and I told, I told Claire about this afterward. I, they passed me. And I looked over my left-hand shoulder and gave the meanest look I've ever given a person. Just completely, completely letting that person steal my peace. Completely letting evil take over there. Where there are so many better ways that I could have reacted in that moment. But I decided that I wasn't going to turn the other cheek in that moment. I wasn't going to pray for that person, and I wasn't going to do anything to help them on their journey to heaven. And so, hopefully, even after that sort of thing happens, you would think of praying for that person. Um, but that's just an example of where I failed and where I I let something so very small and insignificant and maybe cost me two seconds in my drive, I let that take peace away from me. Being annoyed is a choice. That's what I've heard that if you... I think Father Mike Schmitz was saying that if you get annoyed with someone, it's a choice. You... If someone is like, say say I'm at cross-country practice again, because we'll just use that throughout this podcast. Um, say I'm at cross-country practice, and this kid is screaming um, the count as they're counting out their stretches, which they do every day. And I let that steal my peace. That was a choice on my part. I decided that I was going to get frustrated and mad at this kid for something that really isn't important at all. They're going to be fine. They're going to be just as good of a person, even if they are counting loud and obnoxiously. And so these occurrences, all of them, they can be used in order to purify our souls and our minds. And the brain is something that rewires over time. Over all of these interactions, we have the opportunity to get better and react better to every interaction that we have. So, it's important that we notice, we notice these interactions and when they're happening and then also start to start to pray about it. Pray for these people instead of gossiping about them, instead of snapping at them. And there's so much more peace in that. There's so much more comfort and that is how, that is part of how we can grow in virtue, is to notice when we fall short and to ask God for help. So, before I ramble on forever, let's do that together. If you would join me, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, when we face trials... And when we face situations where people are annoying us, when people say things that hurt us, when people do things that hurt us, please help us to take your advice, to turn the other cheek, and to turn our focus to you. Not just not just so that we may react better to that person, but so that you may purify our souls. God, help us, be with us, and show us your love for us this day. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, I will pray for you this week um, that you may not let anything steal your peace, and that you may kind of notice these different instances when when you feel like your peace is threatened and that you may pray for the people who you're letting possibly steal your peace. So thank you for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next week.